and welcome to Couple of Vigits, your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the television show Supernatural. I am your host, Dan, and with me as always... This is wife, Penny. Hello, how's it going today? Good, how are you? Good. It looks like we're actually going to get this episode out on time today. First time this week, I think. Well, you've been very busy with work, so that's understandable. Yeah. Um... So, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. Well, you already asked me that. It's going well. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'd like for you to do a little patter up front, you know? Well, this is, I don't. This I don't. is the interesting part of the podcast for me. Oh. <laughs> I found actually talking about this, the episode is the um, interesting part for me, but what can I say? The puppies are being quiet. That's a good thing. Hopefully, they will continue to be quiet while we do this. That is so odd. Some days they are just in a complete stir, and we cannot get them to settle down. Then other days, they're just like knocked out all day. Well, you were playing with them earlier, so I think that helped. Kind of got Harley and Nala tired out. Well, I don't know about tired, but at least there was some activity for them. There was some activity, and so they're not kind of... This is the calm before the next storm, I think. Yeah, probably. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, today we're talking about Season 5, Episode 7, The Curious Case of Dean Winchester. Uh, Curiously enough, there was no recap. That is pretty rare that we don't get a recap. Yeah, because when it first started, we both write on our thing recap, and I'm like, oh, I don't think this one has a recap, because it just went right straight into this episode. Yeah, so, I'm pretty obvious sign then to the viewer that this is a one-off episode that has probably has nothing to do with anything. And sure enough, it really doesn't have anything to do with anything, it seems. No, At least not, not for now. I don't know if stuff comes back in the future, but... No, it's just, you know, uh, I guess a good excuse to bring Bobby back for an episode. That was about it. Yeah, it was a very Bobby-heavy episode. So let's get into it. First, we see there's a lady sitting on the couch with TV on. Looks late at night, like she's waiting for her husband to come home. Do you notice what paper she was reading? The Weekly World News. Yeah, <laughs> source of all, all the, the finest news source. And it said the apocalypse is here. <laughs> oh, did it? Yeah, that was the oh, headline. Oh, I missed the headline. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, leading psychic Saguri, the apocalypse is here. <laughs> oh, man. That is so funny because it's real. Mm-hmm. The husband runs in and runs upstairs to the bathroom. Uh, like he just got done <laughs> being naughty with his secretary and he had to go clean up. Uh, he goes up to the bathroom, shuts the door, stares into the mirror, and we watch him slowly get old. Actually, he grows old really fast. He has a heart attack. We know that because he grabs his left arm, the international sign for someone on TV is having a heart attack. Yeah, I suppose that is. And then falls over and dies. Pretty quick opening, uh, considering some of the ones lately have been really long. Uh, yeah. I think yesterday's was the big cinematic one. Yeah, this is just like super quick. We just see a dude run inside, grow old, and die. Yeah, the woman runs up because she hears him fall over, runs up, opens the door to the bathroom, and of course you have the scream. Yeah, they don't show the body, just her screaming. They don't get enough money for special effects to cover that. <laughs> uh, so then the uh, stinger graphic for the opening. Come back from that. The boys show up at the morgue. They're pre- pre- bleh, pretending to be from the CDC this time. They, they go to look at the body, and uh, lady's like, yeah, damnedest thing. The guy's 25 years old, and he died of old age. And it is just like a really old guy sitting there. Yeah, definitely uh, an older gentleman on the table. Dean calls up Bobby for advice. 
I kind I think I missed whatever advice he had. Did you pick up on what that was? No, all I said was uh, Dean talks to Bobby, and Bobby was very snarky. Yeah, Bobby is still pretty salty about his uh, legs. Still not having legs. I mean, all Dean was asking was like, he's just trying to be a friend and family. Like, how are you doing? Yeah, how like, how you been? How you been lately? Yeah, this is where Bobby's not cool. He doesn't need to be this stoic jackass all the time. He can actually talk to these people about how he's feeling and his, you know, his issues. But he doesn't. He just uh, clams it up and shuts everyone out like an asshole. Yeah. Well, one thing Bobby did talk about is he asked them if there were any missing persons. Because I remember he said, well, not any more than is usual for a town this size. Right. But, but that, that is the one thing that he said. And then and Dean asked if they might be related, and he came back with some jackass answer. Yeah, he, yeah, he thinks that they would be related somehow. So the boys go and interview the wife of one of these guys that's gone missing. Uh, Dean wanders off, looks around the house. Dean finds a receipt for a massage parlor in the guy's jacket. So the boys head on over to the massage parlor. Uh, less of a massage parlor and more of a brothel. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been in Asian massage parlors. They don't have beds usually like that. Um, with big hearts on the doors. They, they're a little bit more lower key on the situation. <laughs> they at least try to make it look medical. Uh, but the boys are in there wandering the halls too which is also weird why they would just be let to roam the halls of a brothel but they are uh they hear someone screaming they bust into a room they find a young handsome guy with two girls they crack open his wallet and realize that he's the missing guy and he's actually supposed to be really old but here he is looking really young so they know that he's somehow included uh you know i don't like to nitpick too much but this show really relies on them just stumbling upon the exact right person at the exact right moment a little much yes and we will find out in later episodes why okay because it'd be really nice if they just ran into the wrong person <laughs> once <laughs> like, they, once in a while they do that but uh yeah reason. yesterday with the magic shop guy they had that guy pegged wrong mm -hmm. for a moment but I don't know. They always just seem to be exactly where they need to be. Um, well, I think that's because that's how Chuck writes it. Okay. Well, because remember, they haven't published anything since the end of season three where Dan was dragged to hell. Any of the books, anyway. But he's Dean was dragged to hell. Dra yeah, Dean was dragged, to Dean was dragged to hell, not you. Um, but Chuck does continue to write. So maybe he just writes them lucky, I guess. I don't know. So they kick the girls out, uh, and they go about interviewing him and asking him uh, what happened. He says that he's playing poker with a guy, and it ended up that the guy wanted to start playing for years of his life, and he won 25 years on that game. Uh, the guy's name is Patrick, and but he doesn't know really how to find him or where the game is at anymore. Yeah, he said that he, you know, goes from place to place and he's made the comment about, oh, you don't find him, he finds you, that sort of mystical thing. Yep, so Dean calls Bobby and Bobby confirms that there is old lore about card players coming into town and uh, being really good and eventually, like, gambling for people's lives. Uh, Bobby hangs up the phone, but then he looks at his keys and he seems to grab them and leave. 
Yeah, he does look at lyingly at his keys like, hmm, I've got a plan. I need to go on a road trip. Or he needs beer, one of the two. One of the two, yeah. We see Dean at the bar. Uh, he's talking to Sam on the phone, hangs up, phone call with him. He just like puts in a sandwich order with Sam. I don't even think that they talk about anything important. Uh, well, no. Uh, yeah, no, they really didn't talk about anything important. Um, just that uh, I think he mentioned, did he mention that Bobby? No, I can't remember. No, they just talked about that Dean hasn't found anything about where the game was and Sam was supposed to keep looking. And then he said, oh, by the way, you know, it's your turn to pick up lunch or dinner. I'll have the usual extra bacon. All right. Um, let's see where I'm at now. Okay, so it hangs up from him. Dean sits down and talks to the bartender and asks the bartender if he knows anything about it. The bartender acts like he doesn't, but Dean's like, well, so-and-so said you know all about it and hands him a hundred dollar bill gets the info so i guess it isn't one of those things where you find him he doesn't find you because dean found him uh dean go gets finds out where the game's at uh goes to, goes to locate uh where this patrick guy is set up at the moment and happens to run into bobby bobby confirms that uh, he's already played uh, found the game and he played it but bobby lost yes unfortunately bobby lost is there something wrong with my mic? Well, you've you've got to stay in one position. Oh, I don't sorry. know why you're you're really consistent some days, and then other days you're like way far away, let, you're way too close. Let me hold close. it. It's easier for me to keep it. Yeah, that's probably the best. All right, so adjust this back down because all of a sudden <laughs> you were like yelling into it. <laughs> sorry. Um, let's see where I'm at again. Damn yeah, it. Bobby gambled and he lost, and so Dean asked him how many years he played for, and. Bobby tells him he played for 25 years. Yeah, Dean's pretty upset that Bobby was so stupid, starts yelling at him for losing 25 years of his life. Dean walks off pretty pissed at Bobby. Uh, inside the bar, we see uh, this handsome-looking Irish guy who fits the description of Patrick chatting up a couple. Dean breaks in, uh, pulls this Patrick guy aside with a gun, <laughs> convinces him to go to a back room and have a conversation. Uh, the guy says they uh, can't get their years back, but Dean's like, I'll, I'll play for them. Basically, you know, your buddy, he lost his years fair and square. Uh, Bobby says, uh, no, you're not going to play for my years. And Dean's like, oh, they're my years. I'll do what I want. And by this time, you can see that Bobby is starting to age as well. He didn't age as rapidly as the guy in the beginning who died, but you can see he's Starting to uh, get a little bit older and scruffier looking. The guy opens up the chip box and he says that the buy-in is 25 years. Dean asks him to make it 50. Patrick's like, sure, whatever you want. Uh, so he pulls out more chips. Uh, Patrick does a little chant over top of the chips. They seem to shimmer a little bit like something magical happened. And then he hands them over to Dean. Dean grabs 25 of them, hands them right back, and says, well, he doesn't hand them it back immediately. He says, I'm giving these to Bobby, and Bobby is cashing out right now. And he allows him to do it. Uh, Bobby was starting to look really old, but now he turns back. Yeah, he, um, I care if he said any more magic words, but all of a sudden the, the uh, chips kind of set on fire, and so there's a large flame, and by the time the flame bat, uh, goes down, and it's just... The chips are nothing but, um, I don't want to say charcoal, but 
little wisp of burnt paper. You look at Bobby, and yeah, he's back to normal now. So they go about playing cards with the 25 years that he has left. We see Sam returning back to the hotel. There's an old guy in his room. Sam pulls out a gun, but we quickly find out that that's Dean. <laughs> Seems that Dean didn't do so good at playing cards. Yep. Uh, Bobby rolls in right behind Sam and uh, see him and uh, Dean bicker about how they got into this whole situation because Bobby was there the whole time that he's playing cards. So then old Dean and Bobby are sitting there bickering about this, that, and the other. There's a lot of yelling at each other in this episode. <laughs> well, here's one thing. When Bobby rolls in, he says, oh, I see you met John McCain here. Yeah. So I don't know. Bobby was just like out in the parking lot <laughs> wheeling around. I. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Excuse me, I got a cough, but... I, I don't know where Bobby was at outside, but yeah, maybe he's just out having a cigarette. Who knows? Or he could have been parking the van and, you know, because Bobby's got to have a specially fitted van now that he's paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah, we're going to get into that in a minute. I was wondering what vehicle he was driving. Uh, Dean then, though, he thinks he, like, during this argument, he thinks he's having a heart attack, but it ends up that it's just acid reflux. And at this point, I think Bobby calls him an idiot. No, is this one of the times he calls him an idiot like two times in this episode? Yeah, it wasn't this time because this is when older Dean wishes to call Bobby's an idiot. And uh, Sam's like, it's like he's watching grumpy old men and they both yell at him to shut up. But they don't doesn't call him an idiot at this point. Well, the three of them uh, then sit relax. They sit down and they talk about how this whole game plays out with the chanting and the chips at this point, the housekeeper comes in to uh, swap out the towels. Dean naturally hits on her, and she thinks it's just adorable, like her own grandpa. Yeah, you're just like my grandpa. You hit on anything that moves. So he struck, struck out pretty bad. <laughs> uh, we see all three of them now sitting in the front seat. I thought they were in Bobby's truck. Well, yeah, it's a truck or a van, something. Well, it's got to be something with a bench seat, and a van isn't going to have a bench seat, is it? Oh, I think maybe the old-timey vans did. Because you got to realize that, you know, Bobby drives a bunch of junkers. Well, it's very odd to see three adults sitting across in the front seat of anything. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, back in the 70s, you would see that. But nowadays... Oh, yeah. But you never see that these days. You no. just don't have those bunch seats in the front like you used to. I wonder if they're even legal anymore. Because you don't have the proper seat belt for the middle spot. Yeah, that <laughs> can't be legal anymore. There's no airbag for you or anything if you're the middle. Well, there, you probably, because in the back seat, you can fit three people, and they have the three-point restraint shoulder, you know, seat belt. So you'd think they would be able to do that, but I just don't think, because right now there's a, so much shit in cars that you have that center console that... Oh, you'd have the center person being the navigator, hitting all the buttons, <laughs> swiping left, swiping right. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. You, maybe you do need a co-pilot and a Tesla. <laughs> that big screen TV that they mount in the middle of them. <laughs> there it's you go. Bizarre. So the guys are on a stakeout. Uh, we see uh, that car dealer. He gets hit by a car, right? That's him? Yeah, that was that was Patrick. So he steps out in front of a convertible, gets hit by it. The guy who drove it hops out and like runs off for help. And then he, he just sees the guy that he just hit drive away in his car. And I was just like, well, that's weird. <laughs> that's how he gets a new car. He just goes and <laughs> gets run over by it. And well, it's pretty good. I mean, he 
got hit pretty hard, and if it wouldn't been a witch, he would have probably died. So you can see why that man was panicking. Well, spoiler alert there on what he is. Well, you've already said that. No. Oh, sorry. You don't know how he's got his powers or anything. Okay, my bad. I had no idea what was going on. Um, so the, the uh, Bobby and the boys, they continue to follow this guy around town. And this is in my notes. I put, are they in Bobby's truck? And did he rig it to work then with hand controls? Because, you know, you can drive vehicles without legs, but they are, like, specially equipped then. So you have controls at your hands for hmm. the gas and brakes. Yeah, so you have the accelerator and brakes at your hand. I'm assuming that's what happened, you know, because he is paralyzed from the waist down, so. Well, and he runs a junkyard, so, I mean, he probably could do that pretty easily. He's probably mechanically inclined enough. And he's got a welder and some torches. He could probably make that happen. There you go. Um, so they follow him around. They figure out what building he lives in. Uh, but they go in. The elevator is out. So Bobby can't join him because he's stuck in a wheelchair. And we see uh, Sam and old Dean climbing the stairs. And he, uh, Dean's already winded at the second floor. Mm -hmm. And then, do you notice the guy's apartment number? 3701. He's on the 37th floor. That's when I wrote in my notes, get real, no high-rise building with 37 floors is only going to have one elevator. I didn't notice. I, I thought the room number was like 300-some, so I thought there was only one more floor that they had to climb, but maybe oh. it was 37. No, the, the apartment that they eventually go into, the room number is 3701. Okay, I see. And I want to know, how did they know that that was that guy's apartment? When did when did he, they learn this information? That's a good question. Because they were following around, so there was no way they would have known exactly which apartment was his. I mean, they could have asked someone, you know, like, hey, there's this guy that lives in this building, but who's going to tell him? Who's going to uh, yeah, tell some stranger? A high-rise apartment building, you don't talk to no one and tell no. them nothing. No, you don't tell them. If you're like a doorman or whatever, work there, you're not going to give information on a tenant to a complete stranger. So... Also, when they get there, the boys go into the apartment and they start snooping around. The guy isn't there. Like, all the lights are out. Uh, they, so All of this is very odd, how they tailed him to his apartment. <laughs> and then he isn't even there. Uh, they find a safe behind, hidden behind a picture. They open it up and they find a bunch of chips. Uh, the bartender, or the chick from the bar, some chick from a bar, busts in. And starts doing demon stuff to him, like uh, doing like force choking him or something like that. Right. Uh, Patrick comes in and tells tells her like, "Oh, these guys are harmless. Let them go." And then Patrick continues like, "You know, the magic isn't in the chips. They're just props for the showmanship." Uh, then that's when he says, "We're witches." No, he's yeah. He says that the magic is in the the nine hundred year old witch. Right. That's. That's when we learn that they're witches. Uh, Dean th starts thinking about playing some more, but then Patrick like holds up a card and tests him, and he's like, uh, you can't even see this card. And by the way, your memory is pretty bad. So at this point, Dean backs down, actually, which you know normally he's so gung-ho on things. But at this point, he backed down, realizes this is probably not something that he should be doing. The boys leave. Uh, on the way out, the guy then says to Sam that he's going to give him a little present. And he claps three times. 
And we see the boys now leaving this high-rise apartment. And Sam is, like, pulling and tugging at his pants pretty uncomfortably. And Dean says, I think he, I think uh, Manwich <laughs> gave you the clap. And then it's just like, come on, writers. Can we get off of this stupid lowbrow humor? Like, he clapped his hands and he got the clap. We get it. Like, it's just such a dumb, stupid joke. And I'm like, I don't find it funny. I find it just dumb. <laughs> it's like the. Says a man who loves to watch porkies <laughs> and all that lowbrow humor. That's a good movie about racial injustice. Yes, it is a good South. movie about racial injustice, but still, there's a lot of lowbrow humor. Uh, well, it's not stuck in the middle of my supernatural show that's supposed to be funny. All of a sudden, a sex joke for teenagers. <laughs> I don't know. I just. It just seems that during episodes, there's things that I cringe at, and that was one of them. <laughs> <coughs> so they're outside. Uh, looks like the next morning, the three of them are talking about um, going back and playing the guy again. Bobby gets pissed off that he is old and he can't help anymore anyway, so he might as well play. He wanted to kill himself anyways. Sam says he isn't going to let Bobby play again. He figures there must be another way to take care of this. So back at the hotel, uh, I, don't, I guess they just went out for breakfast or something because they were standing outside the hotel. Then they go into the hotel room, and there's some lady uh, sitting on their bed, and she hands over to everyone a reversal spell. And she says it's a very powerful reversal spell, and it will reverse everything that he does, and everyone that's still alive, uh, they'll just go back to how they were. And... Bobby picks up on this pretty quick and he's like, wait, why would I get it? You want to help us and you'd reverse us, but then you're going to reverse yourselves and you're going to turn super old. So none of this makes sense why you would give this to us. Right. Like this seems like a trap. Uh, Sam shows back up and finds uh, at the game at Patrick's little hidden alley hangout. Uh, Sam shows back up again, finds the Patrick playing cards with some old guy, um, some old Jewish guy. They really call out the Jewishness of him. I mean, like his name is Hesh and he wants years back to go to his daughter's bat or granddaughter's bat mitzvah or something like that. Well, they don't say that. I mean, they say the, his name, but don't mention the, the bat mitzvah till he's done playing. Right. But because, okay. well, in this thing, um. Patrick had a better hand. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to explain. Oh, buddy. Okay. So, yeah, Sam shows up, and he's playing this old Jewish guy, and he ends up folding, and Patrick folds on a pair of kings that have beat this other guy's hand. Uh, so he folded and, like, gives this guy some time back. So very curious that he does seem to be willing to lose hands at times, too. Sam sits down and wants to play. Again, uh, Bobby and Dean, they're out at a graveyard digging up the grave for this reversal spell. They needed the jawbone of a murderer. And at this point, it goes into about two or three minutes of Bobby and old Dean just hurling insults back and forth at each other. Yeah, because while well, Dean not used to being old and all the creaks that come with it, he was complaining about every little <coughs> ache and pain that he had. And Bobby's like, you know, hey, 
deal with it. Sam is, we see Sam, he's still playing cards. The dealer asks Sam if his brother knows that if he's here or not. Uh, doesn't seem like it. Sam doesn't really seem to answer that question, but uh, the dealer's very curious as to what's going on here. They go back and forth a little bit, uh, but they keep playing into the night. Uh, they, a couple of hands later or something, they take a break from the game. And uh, Sam noticed, uh, they, they really called this in, that this guy, Patrick, he had a toothpick that he kept putting in his mouth and taking out. So Sam went outside, to, out back alley, to take a break, and he hands Dean the toothpick because, I guess, for the spell, they need the guy's DNA. Now, how an ancient spell knows about DNA, I don't know, but the spell needs DNA. Well, I think today we would call it DNA, but back then maybe they just call it, like, the essence of maybe you know because that was supposed to be very powerful if you had someone's hair or fingernail or saliva or something like that yeah Yeah. today we just go oh we need dna back then it was just an essence of them so sam goes back inside they start playing again bobby starts the spell at the wherever they're at there it's so many nondescript locations in this place too it's like are they all just hanging out in the alley or are they going back and forth between the hotel, the graveyard, and the alley? I don't know where anyone's at. Right, yeah, because you couldn't really tell where they were parked. You could see that Bobby was sitting in the back of his van with the van doors open, um, and Dean was standing outside. Oh, is that where they were doing the spell, was inside the van? Yes, but I don't know where oh. the van exactly was parked, because it's not like something you would want to do in a very populated area where people be going by going what the hell are you two doing well especially when you just dug up a grave and now you got your van with a bunch of fire pouring out of the back of it. <laughs> exactly it look a little suspicious exactly to the night watchman uh back at the game oh that spell it doesn't seem to work when they got to the toothpick part like every time they did stuff the flames changed colors or moved or did something but they got to the toothpick and it really didn't do anything back at the game our buddy patrick here calls out sam for taking the wrong toothpick. And Patrick's like, I don't like cheaters. Patrick then starts to force strangle Sam. And that girl steps in and admits that she gave him the spell that they were trying to use. He lets Sam go, asks why she did it. And she just looks at him and is like, you know. And then they go back to playing cards. Dean and Bobby go back to that guy's apartment. Once again, on floor 37, (laughs) Dean has to climb up all the stairs, I'm assuming, to uh, go find some DNA. Again, you know, like you say, then it's from a hairbrush or saliva or something like that. Uh, Sam bluffs a pot and wins quite a few years back from Patrick. Patrick tells Sam that, you know, good job so far, but your brother, he's going to be dead soon. Sam goes to get up and uh, to end the game, but is forced back down. We see Dean is suffering from an actual heart attack and is laying on the ground, barely conscious. Sam, at this point, wants to just go all in to end the game. Uh, does Sam, Sam doesn't know that Dean's like dying of a heart attack either, but they time all of this out like Sam knows well, it's no, a race against time. But Patrick said he's going to be dying very soon, like it's within the next minute. So Sam knew that his time was short. Oh, okay. Uh, Bobby then is outside waiting for Dean to come out and gives him a call. Dean doesn't pick up because he's laying on the floor can't move 
Patrick deals another hand. At this point, Patrick has two aces and assumes that he's won the hand. They're playing Texas Hold'em, if anyone knows the rules. There's three cards in the middle that everyone shares, and then you get dealt uh, two cards of your own to play with. No, there's five cards in the middle, two of your own, and it's the best five-card poker hand. Uh, Patrick has two aces, so he assumes that he won it with two aces, and then there's two fours on the board. Sam notices that his uh, girlfriend, she's starting to cry. Sam flips over two fours, so that gave him a nice four of a kind. Sam then cashes in all of his chips for Dean, getting his life back. Bobby still can't get a hold of Dean, so he's getting pretty frantic and worried on the phone. But we see young Dean, fully restored, come dancing out of the building. All happy to have his non-creaky legs back. <laughs> That's right. Kind of rubbing it in the face that he can walk in his spry again and Bobby <laughs> is in a wheelchair. But well, I don't think he meant to rub it in Bobby's face, but yeah. He does come out pretty spry looking. Uh, the female witch, uh, we just see her and Patrick. This is kind of an odd scene that it's kind of towards the end of the episode and that absolutely does not involve Sam or Dean or Bobby or anyone that we've ever seen before. Uh, it's a scene where it's just the female witch and then Patrick witch, and she wants to play. So at this point, you figure it all out. Okay, she's super old. She wants to die. She then admits and talks about how all of her family is gone. She misses everyone. She's had enough. Patrick's like, come on, darling. You knew what you were signing <laughs> up for when uh, you when I taught you this stuff. And she's just like, yeah, but I'm tired. I'm ready to go, dude. Well, so and also during the episode, she she had this locket on that she kept uh, kind of playing with. And when she and Patrick sit at the table, she opens it up, and you see a picture of an old lady and a picture of a baby. She's like, I buried my daughter, and she looked like this. And it was a picture of the old lady she was pointing at. So that's another reason she wanted to, yeah, she did miss her daughter and the rest of her family and basically said she'd had enough of these shenanigans. So she pushes all in. At this point, too, then Patrick pushes all in. And I'm like, wait, what if Patrick loses? <laughs> like, then she's screwed. Yeah, then she's going to stay young for even longer. But Patrick, Patrick seems to win a lot. That's why I'm still not sure if this game was on the up and up, uh, since he's also uh, seems to be all-time dealer. Uh, so Patrick wins. Uh, the lady gets super old and I assume just dies. It seems like she just dies, grows old and dies so quick that she's just like an old piece of ash sitting there that's still in the shape of a woman yeah i mean if he was 900 years old she gotta think that she's a few hundred years old herself Yeah, she was just sitting there turned gray and just like froze in place right like she was petrified back at the hotel uh bobby is asking how sam won like hey any tricks how'd you do it and then sam claims it was just pure luck but they did it um, I think Sam wanders off to go get a O Henry bar or something like that. Dean comes in, apologizes to Bobby for being mean to him and calling him names. Dean tells Bobby that he isn't useless. He's still a soldier. He's still family. They still need him, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, Sam said he was going to go to get a booster shot. So that's where Sam was going. Oh yeah, he still for his to... clap thing. No wonder I blocked it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Dean then, he grabs an old half-eaten hamburger from the night before, I'm assuming, looks at it, and then he remembers, like, oh, I was old and my heart didn't work good. So then he puts it down. At least that's what I'm assuming happened. Right. All the signs in the show. 
puts the hamburger down, walks out. Bobby then looks sad. The end. Is he something outside? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you're looking that's outside. it. Oh, you're just looking outside like he's something. Oh, I'm looking at my oh, your, work window. Your work email. I see. Yeah, that was it. So you're right. This episode didn't have anything to do with anything. No, um, the only old character is Bobby that we've seen before. We'll see again. This was kind of a one-off. Just don't mess with witches, I guess. Yeah, it's just like witch lore. But we've seen witches before, haven't we? Oh, yeah, we'll see them again, too. Hmm. So witches are just humans that give themselves demonic power, right? I don't know if it's demonic power. Because they, they had all the same force powers as demons. They do. Um, but, yeah, they certainly... And they could make deals like Crossroads demons. Well, this one could, yeah. This one could. So I haven't seen a witch like that before or since in Supernatural that had the power to lengthen or shorten other people's lives. Yeah, it's too bad that guy couldn't, like, gamble for a set of legs or something like that. You know, a <laughs> working set of legs. Well, that's why Bobby originally played, because he thought if he got 25 years back, it'd be before he got paralyzed and everything would be good. But it would have really sucked if he'd won, been 25 years younger, and still paralyzed. That would have really sucked. Yeah, that's true. What was Bobby doing thinking of playing when they were investigating this other stuff? How would he get talked into that? To bring his legs back? But that well, wouldn't have worked. Well, we just saw him after he got off the phone with Dean looking at his keys, and that's probably just what he was thinking. Oh, I'm going to go try and play this, and if I get 25 years back, maybe I'll get my legs back. Oh, you're right. That's how Bobby went to... That's why Bobby went to town in the first place. <laughs> he didn't go to get a six-pack. He's the big dummy in all of this. <laughs> right, which is why Dean kept calling him an idiot. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I just got that. That's <laughs> why Bobby... He thought, ooh, there's some guy playing cards for For years for and if I can get Elans. my Yeah, thinking but it would have sucked if he'd won and he he'd been like, Yeah, Bobby, get your years back, but guess what? You don't have your legs back. <laughs> now he's gotta live longer with no legs. <laughs> Kinda reminds me of that robot and hitchhiker's guide that ends up to be three times older than the universe itself. Every part has forever been replaced except his sore right shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that poor, depressed robot. It's <laughs> <coughs> such a good series. Yes. Um, or books, uh, TV, movie, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, I mean, fun episode. Uh, we didn't get to see a lot of young Dean. Uh, we just saw this old Dean actor guy who did a pretty good job, I think, kind of correlating what Dean's mannerisms and how he acts to you know, into an older body. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah, the actor that played old Dean was Chad Everett, if you've ever heard of him. He used to be a very popular leading actor back in the day. Oh, wow, he died in 2012. Had no idea he was dead. Thought he was still alive. Well, what Shoot. Do you know? He could have used, he, he should have found one of these card-playing witches. No kidding, man. That would have been helpful. Anything else uh, uh, stick out from this? Because I thought, I think, I... I feel like we've already watched an episode where there was gambling for something or other. Yes, season 15, the final season. Oh, that's why I've seen it, because a while back when you were watching it, I caught it. Right. All right, so, yeah, we'll get to that. I thought it happened in our current run 
of shows. But yeah, this is episode. The one thing that really sticks out to me is Bobby calls Dean an idiot two times. Yeah, he does. And I, so is this really when Bobby starts using the idiot word? I think he uses it more and more. I mean, he's been calling him, he's called him that in the past. But yeah, this is the first time he's done it twice in one episode. Yeah, it's starting to get annoying. <laughs> Find a new word, dude. <laughs> so how many deaths? Oh, death toll. I Probably just two, right? The first guy and the witch. Yes, that's what they, uh, two. Yeah, I'd still like to know how they knew what apartment he lived in. That would be a good question to ask, because you're right, I have no idea how they knew, other than they're just lucky that way. Just a second, I'm trying something out here. Oh, that helps a little bit. To have your muffle? <laughs> I just realized, like, you can hear me exhaling. Oh, so yeah. Big nose wind coming out. <laughs> blowing across my mic. All right, there we go. We'll put up the old pop filter and see if. There we go. That's better. Jeez, that's embarrassing. I hope this isn't a whole episode of me sounding like Darth Vader. Probably is. Probably is. So, yeah, death count two, day night count, I don't know, maybe three, four days. I think we've kind of given up on the day-night We have, because we, we don't know how long, between getting some information and then finding the person. Right. Uh, again, at this point, it looks like that's the very first room <laughs> that the brothel that they kicked in, but who knows how long. Right. How, how long have they been staking it out to become friends with the pa- Mama-san to let them just wander the halls? Right, right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the day-night count is pretty, uh, we've given up on that, because <laughs> it's pretty impossible to say. So, if that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all I have for What's me. tomorrow's episode? Tomorrow's episode is called Changing Channels. Okay. Neat. And I did just see, like, you know, as we're watching this, I saw, like, the first two seconds of the next episode, and it already cracked me up, because it's an voiceover of dean saying supernatural is filmed in front of a live studio audience right and it's like hey wait what (laughs) i know some wackiness is going to happen here i'm assuming the tricksters involved you would be correct damn it here's spoiler alert man you can just let me live you know mystery (laughs) but the trickster does have an important message in this one he's not just screwing with him to screw with them so there is that (laughs) well that's good (laughs) I'm glad that he has a purpose. Well, listeners, I'd like to give you a purpose. A purpose of sharing our website with friends, family, and other fans of Supernatural. You can find our website at coupleofidgets.com. And over there, you got all the, all the episodes and information on how to subscribe with your podcast app. As well as leave comments behind for us to tell us when we're right and wrong on topics along with a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. So head on over and say hi to us there. And that's it for now until tomorrow. Yeah, that's it. Uh, no, tomorrow's Saturday. I think we're are we going to take the weekend off. Or? Yes. Okay, yeah. So that's it till Monday, folks. <laughs> if you're listening day by day. Otherwise, you know, if you're in the future, there's an episode next. <laughs> it's all very confusing. I'm wearing time. <laughs> 
or where in space you are. Everything's tiny. If you're, yes, if you're with a doctor, <laughs> everything is tiny, Wyoming. All right, cheers. All right, bye.